Welcome to the City View Community Church Podcast. Whether you're here for our weekly sermons, leadership chats, or conversations about life, we are stoked that you are here. If you want to know more of our story or want to partner with us, head over to cityviewcc.com. Our prayer today is that you walk away challenged, encouraged, and more passionate about discovering your purpose by knowing God, loving people, and living on mission. Let's jump right in. Uh, One of my better choices over the last few years, and ironically, one of my more regrettable choices over the last few years, uh, was the decision to, to finally take my health seriously. The way I look at it, one day I'm going to be a grandpa. I want to be able to wrestle on the floor with them kids like I was able to do with mine. And, and so, you know, I, I started paying more attention. Uh, you know, the things that I ate. I, I joined a gym. I, 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 I signed up for a class and I actually went. And so when a friend of mine encouraged me to sign up for a Spartan race, I was deathly afraid of the idea which is how I knew exactly that's what I was supposed to do. Now, just in case you're not familiar with uh, the, the whole idea of a Spartan race, th- there's actually three different kinds, and, and they vary by distance. So there's a, there's a 5K, and, and then there's 10 obstacle challenges that you have to complete. And, uh, and, and if you pass on any of them, you have to do 30 burpees immediately. And, and so there, there's that. Then there's... So that's the Spartan sprint, which I, I don't sprint, by the way. And, and so then there's the Spartan super. That's a 10K with 20 obstacles. And then there's the Spartan beast. That's a half marathon with 30 obstacles. Now, this may come as a shock to some of you, but before I had run my first Spartan race, I'd never run a 5K before. And so I signed up for four of them. And, and, you know, I, I believe in telling other people your goals is kind of this uh, matter of accountability. So when Sarah's and my alma mater, San Diego Christian College, had their homecoming 5K, I said, I'm going to run that. In fact, here's a picture of me. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a picture of me. There we go. So, so I finished the race. And so that, thank you for the smattering of applause by the four of you. They're like, we think that's photoshopped. We don't think you actually finished that thing. No, 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 believe, trust me. Uh, there's, there's another picture you'll see in a second. Not yet, but so, but I mean, here, here's the thing about these, these pictures. I mean, it's, it's Instagram ready. You, you will notice it's posed. Angles matter when it comes to selfies. And, and, and so... Um, the problem was is the college had brought on their own photographer and he did not care about angles and, and posing. And so you'll notice there's a distinct difference between my picture and then the picture that they took of me. <laughs> you can see they caught me in mid-jiggle. Now I did my Spartan race. You can take that picture off the screen now, Sally. Now, I did my Spartan races out of order. I, I, I started with the sprint up front, but I went right to the beast, uh, the half marathon. And, and I was talking to some friends from church who were avid Spartan racers. I said, how do you, how do you train 
for a, a, a Spartan beast. And so, so one of them said, well, Todd, you just got to be used to, uh, you know, being outdoors in the rugged terrain for the distance of the race. You've got to practice that a few times before you run your race. And, and that was fine by me. I, I had actually downloaded uh, a, a, a trails app. And, and so I had been hiking some of the trails in the area, but the problem was there wasn't a 13-mile trail on the app, and so I had to find like a six- or a seven-mile one-way hike and, and hike it all the way out and then hike it all the way back, and it was definitely going to take me a few hours. And so I drive to the trail, I park the car, I put my shoes on, put, put my camel back on, I got to hiking. It's a nice day. It's not too hot. It's a little overcast outside, and I'm making good time. Now, I had been on this particular trail before, uh, but I hadn't been this far out. And, and things did start to feel a little weird when all of a sudden I realized I was all alone. I mean, back there, there were a lot of hikers, but but where this particular trail took me, I was on my own. And, and I passed the remains of a couple of old shacks. You probably thought I was going to say hikers, but no, it wasn't. It was a couple of old shacks. I, I, I passed a very creepy, very private cemetery out in the middle of nowhere. And, and you could tell that the trail I was on was not frequented very often because you go to a place like Cal's Mountain, you go to a place... You know, some of these trails, mission trails, they are kept very well because there's a lot of hikers out there. But this particular trail, there's no hikers out there. And so uh, th this was not very well kept. And, and then to make things even more adventurous, it starts to rain. And like not a little bit. But I wasn't going to let that stop me. And so I continued to forge ahead. And, and my trail starts to get a little bit more narrow. I realized that... As I turned the corner, this trail was actually kind of up against this like steep hill. And, and below me was this ravine, like seven or eight feet below me, which was fine until I lost my footing on that narrow trail. And for the first time in my life, I surfed <laughs> down the side of this little hill, tweaked my ankle a little bit, uh, uh, and, and ended up at the bottom of the ravine, on my feet. Immediately pulled out my phone, opened up my Trails app, because I want to know where I am. I had no signal. So here I am, miles away from my car, in a place I've never been before, in the rain, and I am convinced that behind me in the bushes is a pack of mountain lions playing rock, paper, scissors for who gets to jump on this thick and tasty treat. <laughs> I am a thick and tasty treat. <laughs> of all the people in this room. <laughs> Ladies. If your husband ever says, I am a thick and tasty treat, just go with it. Let's close in prayer. I'm done.
remember talking to my dad a few years ago about a family that was on a road trip. It was the day after Thanksgiving. They were in Oregon. It had been snowing. And uh, the, the guy decides to take a detour down another road that, that was supposed to be closed because of the snow. And no one ever got around to closing the gate on the road. And, and so they got lost. And they got stuck. And they were there for nine days. Uh, the dad left uh, his wife and their two daughters, hiked 16 miles in the snow, uh, looking for help, but never found any. The mom and their two daughters were found and saved. And they found the dad two days later, two days too late. And, and my dad and I were talking about the fact that just how easy it is to get lost like, the, the, you think you know a shortcut, you think you know a detour, but in a snowstorm, it's just so easy uh, to lose your bearings, to kind of get turned around. And, and the truth is, if we're honest this morning, wouldn't you agree, there, there's a lot of different ways to get lost, right? There's a lot of ways to get overwhelmed and lose your bearings, to, to think you're going one way uh, and, and you're going Maybe the opposite direction. And so the question is, what do you do? What do you do when you don't know which way to go? And here at City View, we've, we've been in this series called Foolproof in Your Life and taken a deeper look at some of the uh, Proverbs uh, in, the, in the Scriptures. And we're going to continue that series today, but if uh, if you brought a Bible with you or maybe a, a, a Bible app, go ahead and open up to Proverbs 3. We're going to end up there today. But I just want to, on your note-taking outline, I want to take a quick look at uh, what the prophet Jeremiah had to say to the people of God when they had sort of lost themselves for a time. They, they had lost their way of life. They, they had lost their identity they, they lost their bearings, and, and they had forgotten who they were. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. So let me call a quick time out. He's saying, hey, you're at a place in your life where you don't really know who you are, you don't know really where you are, and you don't know which way to go. And you've come up to this crossroads in your life, and the first thing I want you to do is stop. Okay? And, and, and look, I want you to look around you. We're not going to just haphazardly pick a road, pick a direction, pick a path and go. We're going to take a second and figure this out. Here's the next thing that God says to do. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it travel its path and you will find rest for your souls so first he says hey we're going to look around okay uh, before we pick a path and then we're going to ask around we're, we're, we're going to look around then we're going to ask around we're, we're going to ask others hey of these two roads these two options which is the road that the godly people who came before me took because that's the road that I want to take too. Now why is that? 
Because when you're lost, what you really want is the peace that comes from being found. Okay? There's a peace that comes from finding yourself. Okay? And there's a peace that comes from being found. See, sometimes you need to be a trailblazer. But the only way you can blaze a new trail is, A, if you know where you currently are, and, B, where you want to end up. And we're going to blaze a new trail to get from here to there. But when you're lost, it's not about blazing a trail. It's, it's about finding home again. And so I, I just I want to give you some good news this morning is, is that if you're in a place in your life where you feel lost, maybe there are things going on at work you don't understand and, and you're kind of feeling lost. Or, or if you're, you're in a space, in a place, in, a, in your relationship or in your, your marriage with your spouse and you're feeling lost. If you're feeling lost when it comes to parenting your three-year-old or, or your 13 old or your 23 year old because listen they're all the same okay uh if you're feeling lost when it comes to finding friends to do life with at this stage of your life if you're feeling lost when it comes to to your faith and, and your life with god whatever is going on that's making you feel like you're lost in life right now, God has a way home for you. There's an old godly way. And I want to help you find that trail and walk in it. Because it's at the end of that trail that you're going to find the peace and the resolution that you're looking for. It's at the end of that trail is where you're going to find home. So take a look at your outline because when it says, or where it says, when, when you don't know which way to go, there, there's, a, there's a few things I want to encourage you to consider. Number one on your outline is when, when you don't know which way to go, don't let yourself be the smartest person in the room. When you don't know which way to go in your life, whatever area or arena of life we're talking about, don't let yourself be the smartest person in the room. Now, the thing is, I, I get this because you think that nobody knows your life better than you do. And, and I think that too. And, and here's, here's the thing. I'm right, I think I'm right, most of the time. But sometimes, I'm not. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this. Nobody ever remembers when you're right. Everybody remembers when you're wrong. Right? Everybody remembers not when you got it right, but when you got it wrong. And, and, and the, the reason for that is because your decisions affect 
uh, a lot of other people. My decisions affect a lot of other people. And so the older I get, the more there is at stake. And my mistakes get more and more expensive. This is why Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man. Okay? Um, but its end, okay, if we play this all the way out to the end of the trail, is death. So when I insist on being the smartest person in the room in my life, it doesn't matter when I'm right. It only matters when I'm wrong, and I only have to be wrong once to lose everything. So what if we just skipped over the part where we're stunned that we didn't get it right that one time? What, what, what if we just skip over the part where we're instantly filled with regret because we missed the shot at the buzzer? What, what if we just skipped over the part where we're not doing the blame shifting and the accusations and just from now on choose intentionally to not be the smartest person in the room when it comes to our life? What would happen if you put together a board of directors for your life? People that have permission to speak in to you when you need it. People that can be a sounding board when you have a big decision to make. You actually look smarter to everyone else when they know you have a group of people that you go to to consult with on big decisions. And, and, and here's the thing. Even, even when I already know what the right answer is, what the right solution is, I still consult with these people because at least one of them will give me a different perspective or a different way to apply the answer that I already know is the right answer. Proverbs 15.22 says, Get all the advice you can. And you will succeed. Without it, you'll fail. So don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that gal that refuses other people's expert advice in your life. It's one of the reasons why we as a church need each other. Okay? So when you don't know which way to go, Okay, don't let yourself be the smartest person in the room. Number two, make the decision to put God first in everything you do. Just make the commitment up front. Hey, I, I don't know what the right answer is yet. I just know I'm going to do this God's way. So you, you, you've heard me say this for years. Put God first, he'll take care of the rest. Okay, Jesus spent part of his most famous sermon ever, the Sermon on the Mount, telling his disciples not to worry when they, they don't know what to do about even their everyday basic life needs, like, like where's my next meal going to come from or what am I going to wear today? In fact, Jesus even reminds them in Matthew chapter 6 that their heavenly Father already knows what they need before they do. Here's what Jesus tells us to do instead. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first... God's kingdom, okay, and what God wants, then all your other needs will be met as well. Okay, 
Friends, I have lived this over and over again. When you put God first, he will take care of the rest. So when you're in a place where you're not sure which way to go, you're not sure what to do, stop. Look around. Ask around. Commit to putting God first. Breathe and wait. Because he's going to show you. He's going to show you what to do. And then here's something we don't talk about enough. Number three, when you don't know which way to go. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. Take the moment and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. When you surrender the leadership of your life over to Jesus, uh, the scriptures tell us he actually takes up residence in your life. God's Spirit lives in you. Um if you're a follower of Jesus. And, and get this, guys. Hey, look up here for a second. He's a great neighbor. The, the Holy Spirit is a great neighbor. He's just talking all the time. Just looking over the fence at, at what you're doing. He, he, he's, he's talking all the time. The, the question is, are you listening? Because here's the deal. You cannot hear God when you're going Mach 10. You have to slow down. You have to turn the volume of the world down in your ears so that you can hear the voice of God in your life. Because he's never going to stop talking to you no matter what you're going through. The, the, the prophet Isaiah was talking to the people of God while they were going through a tough time in their history. And, and the reason they were going through a tough time was because they had turned away from God. As a country, they had turned away from God, which none of us know what that's like right now. And just like any good parent who lets their children make their own choices, he also allowed them to experience the consequences that came along with those choices. God allowed other countries to come in and beat up on them. One country in particular, he allowed uh, to kidnap millions of Israelites and take back with them, make them work as indentured servants. And, and, and here's what Isaiah had to say to those people. He says, though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go. Whether to the right or to the left. I love that. Right behind you. I, I, and would you just take a moment, I'm not going to make you do anything weird like close your eyes, but would you just take a moment and imagine Jesus standing behind you right now, just his hands on your shoulders and leaning down to you and say, hey, hey, this way. 
that way. That is what doing life with God's spirit is like. He's talking to you all of the time. You just have to take time to listen to what he has to say to you. We've discovered that when you don't know which way to go, uh, don't let yourself be the smartest person in the room. Make the commitment to put God first in everything you do. Ask God's spirit to lead and guide and direct you. And then finally, number four, trust the Lord with your heart. When you can't see his hand. You know, part of the adventure that God has you on means that sometimes he's going to invite you to take a path that doesn't make sense at first. Like he might lead you to quit your job and stay at home so that you can homeschool your children for a season. He might ask you to give up poker night with the guys for a time so that you and your wife can lead a life group at church. Uh, he might ask you to have your kids share a room so that you can foster kids that need a place to stay. And he might ask you to give up the safety and security of a job that you're comfortable with so that you can start a church for people who don't like church in your hometown. You never know what God is going to invite you to do next. But you can be sure that it will not be boring. And it will be a part of his plan for your one and only life. It's in those times when you don't understand what God is doing, in those times when you don't know which way to go, when you cannot see his hand at work, you need to trust him with your heart. And that's why the proverb writer tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. I am so grateful that God has directed our paths together for the last 11 years. It's been my desire to lead our church with integrity of heart and skillful hands. It's been my privilege to be your pastor during the best of times and during the times we won't soon forget. It's been an honor to pray with you to receive Christ for the first time, to baptize many of you, to dedicate your babies to the Lord.
to officiate over the services of your loved ones who've gone home to heaven. It's been an honor to represent our church on your behalf out in our community and to serve our community alongside of you fulfilling its physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. I have done the work that the Lord has called me to do. And now I'm elated to hand that work to Pastor Danny and Lauren Henderson. So would you stand with me as I close us in prayer? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine. And be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you. Jesus' name, amen.